From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're discussing how double standards in your marriage have an effect on each of you. There's a quote from Emily Smith that says this. It says, don't tell your spouse they can't do something and then turn around and do it yourself. Double standards aren't fair to anyone. Woo, guilty. Like, I am so guilty of that quote. And, and that's what we're talking about in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for us to celebrate what the two of you are doing in your marriage, mm-hmm. celebrate the wins that you're having. And this hug comes from a post that was in the One Family private Facebook group that starts with, I'm so thankful that my husband's relationship with God was restored when it was. When he wanted nothing to do with God, wouldn't open his Bible, or didn't want to hear someone talk about Jesus, I felt really alone and often wondered, what is it going to be like when we have kids? Will mm-hmm. we ever be on the same page again? One Extraordinary Marriage was a resource I came across during that time and found it extremely helpful to stay connected when our spiritual intimacy wasn't strong. I had faith the prodigal son would return to his father and we remained committed to each other through whatever we were going through individually. Mm. Wow. Today, our marriage and our beginnings as parents is more satisfying and beautiful than I ever imagined it would be. My man, my partner, the head of the household is the leader I knew he could be. Wow. That is awesome. And I have to say, this was actually accompanied. This is such a beautiful picture, but clearly you guys can't see the picture since this is an audio podcast. It was accompanied by a picture of her pregnant belly um, and her husband reading out of the Bible to their unborn child. Yeah. And And if you want to be part of the One Family Private Facebook group, we'd love to have you there. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash onefamily. I'll put a link here in the episode notes. We love it. At this point in time, we're 6,600 strong in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get to meet other extraordinary couples, no matter where they are, no matter where they may be, highs and lows, but you can get in there and get encouragement, share your stories. Um, It's really a great place to be if you're not there. Absolutely. And, you know, as Tony said, at the top of the episode, we're discussing double standards. And, you know, it's so funny, even as I was preparing these episode notes, you know, I'm like, what, what was the conversation that we had that prompted this? I just remember that Tony and I were driving in the car. And, you know, we, we were talking about something and I had that thought, I'm like, that's totally a double standard. And I wish I could remember what it was. But it was yeah. he's looking at me like, like, we had that conversation. But a lot of times, I think in marriage, you know, if you're like us, you actually get that sense of like, well, why is it okay for you to do it this way? But when it comes to me, there's like a different set of standards. There's a different expectation. There's a different way that it's got to be done. And I love Merriam-Webster, my favorite online dictionary. But Merriam-Webster defines a double standard as a set of principles that applies differently and usually, listen to this, more rigorously to one group of people or a person or circumstances than to another. Mm. I love that little addition there that I didn't actually know or think about, but it's so true, the more rigorously, right? Principles, and you think about that in marriage. Some of you right now are starting, even as you're listening to this, whether you're in your car, your commute, you know, you're doing your run, you're like, oh yeah, that, that's been a thing mm-hmm. for us. And, and if that's you, I want to encourage you, like hang in there. 
in this episode because we're going to be talking about because here's what happens when those start to impact, when those double standards start to feel like they're coming fast and furious, when it feels, it feels like everything that the two of you do is in this place of, well, there's a double standard. You, you can do things one way, but then I have to do it a different way, right? Oh, I, you, I can do this, but you can't. It, like You get into this headspace that starts to really impact all of your pillars of intimacy. Yeah. And when that happens, there can be feelings of bitterness and resentment that, you know, we've talked about this on many episodes. If those two bad boys are left unchecked and, and get permission to grow, it is not a good thing in your marriage. Not a good thing. I mean, we've, Tony and I have been married almost 26 years, you guys. Mm-hmm. Dumble standards have happened in the last 26 years. <laughs> are, are you laughing because you're like thinking of a few of them? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a few. I, I no, I, what I'm, what I'm chuckling about is the feelings of resentment and bitterness. I think those are the things that, yeah, yeah trying to trying to trying to pinpoint them. Mm-hmm. I think is a little tougher for me, and I'm just going to be truthful about that. Trying to see, oh, is that a double standard? Is that has that been? And I know we're going to discuss some of them mm-hmm. um, because you have some that you want to address and bring up. And yet, I can go back to those those points of where's the resentment. And the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think those are the pieces that I go, oh, wow, I can pinpoint maybe those more than what the actual double, double standard was. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's little th- like I have very distinct memories. And this was probably because the early childhood years, you know, when we were young parents, I think there was so much disconnect that some of my memories and and I'll bring it current guys. I know like your guys are like, yeah, but at least your oldest is going to be 20. True. But here's the thing. Sometimes those memories, not that they're traumatic, but they're significant because it was a sign of, of great disconnect. Right. And I remember like I would go out for a night with friends and I would come home and I'm like, seriously, you couldn't like, clean the kitchen. Now, I can't tell you how many times like th- the opposite would be true. Like Tony would go out, like, it, like it, it just didn't matter on the flip side of that. But when I went how my expectation, my, my standard for Tony, that rigorous standard, if we can go back to Merriam Webster, just sticking in those couple extra words was that if I went out, I should be able to come back home and the house should be immaculate. Never mind that Tony would come home often since I was home with the two kids and the house would not be immaculate. Why? Because I was home with two little toddlers who were just like messy and all over the place. And so the poor guy would walk into a messy house all the time. But I expected, you guys, the standard was high. I better not come home and see anything on the kitchen counter. I was reminded of this the other day on Facebook because there was one point in time where I was so tweaked. And this was actually more recent than when the kids were little. I was so tweaked that I pulled a piece of cardboard out of the recycling and I wrote a message to everyone that lived in my household that said, if you pull it out of a cabinet, use it, wipe, you know, have crumbs on it, eat off of it, drink out of it, you are able to put it in the sink or the dishwasher. If not, don't use it. Little hostile, little hostile. Seriously, a whole lot of attitude because that was my thing. But let me tell you something. I don't always get my stuff actually in the kitchen sink. But the standard was that Tony specifically and the other two, the children, would figure that out. And this became 
like a huge, because you guys know I am not the neatest person on the planet. But the kitchen counter, I actually want the kitchen counter like right around the sink. I like that not to have a whole bunch of stuff. It's probably the only place in our house where I'm like, hmm, can we, can we keep this clean? And poor Tony, you guys, bathroom sink, stairs, bedroom. Like he doesn't live in that world because he's married to me. This is very true. <laughs> I've learned to not. <laughs> I've poor guy to is sweating le- right now. Le- just learned to not him. let it... Um, I've learned not to have the buildup of resentment or bitterness towards those things anymore. And I think a lot of it has been that Elisa and I have gone behind these microphones for so many years and, and joked about it and laughed about it a lot. And I've allowed that to not be a bother in my life because as I've gotten older, I've realized like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Is it nice to have it cleaned up at times? Absolutely. Is it need to be a hundred percent of the time? No, I I do want to go back though, again, to this resentment and bitterness and what we may be bringing up and you may be, you know, 20 plus years married in in, in a similar place where Elisa and I are, and you may even be younger married and there has been a double standard that you haven't released. This may be your day and this may be your, your time to address it because I think we can talk about this and point out things that may be happening now or, or we can see right in the moment and yet there may be things that have since been long done like it's way gone and yet you're still holding on to it and and it may be the day to go okay we're i'm going to release this well and as you're just saying that i'm thinking of something that's like real time and that's the fact that and you all have heard me say this to Tony, like if we were having a conversation in the kitchen and he was looking at his phone, I would just stop talking. Like I got to a point where I'm like, "Mm, okay, you're not listening to me. Well, I've become very mindful, especially because we were just traveling together um, over this last uh, Labor Day weekend. And I'm becoming more mindful of the fact that when we sit in the car, guess who, because he always drives and that may be a reflection on my driving. It may just be that he doesn't like it when I drive. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, I spend a lot of time when we're in the car just looking at my phone. And so so you talk about double standard. I'm totally good with like throwing myself under the bus. If we're standing in the kitchen and he's looking at his phone and not talking to me, totally irritated. If we're in the car and I'm on my phone, I feel totally justified. That's not fair, you guys. It's not fair. And, and I'm like, I'm totally owning this. This is now something that Lisa has to work on, right? This is why, you know, so often we do these episodes and it's really, you know, probably about more of what we need to work on. But that's real life. Mm-hmm. That's real life. And there may be things like this that you don't even realize you have a double standard for in your marriage, but it's creating an issue, right? Because we asked you guys last week on Instagram stories, do you feel like there's a double standard in some area of your marriage? It's been a long time since the number's been this high. And actually, I watched it when it, you know, probably the first 12 hours, it was hovering around like the, between like 92 and 95%. And then a few more of you said no. So 87% of you said yes. You feel like there's a double standard in some area of your marriage. Mm-hmm. That is significant because if left unchecked, like I said, those two bad boys, resentment and bitterness start to show up. And start to become a little bit of an instigator when it comes to the disconnect. 
Yeah, and I think that's where if we see this happening, this is where the cracks can begin to happen in those pillars because of what the double standard is in each of those pillars. Mm-hmm. We could look at our financial intimacy and there's a double there's maybe a double standard on how you're spending, right? There's a double standard. Well, she can go out and go do a I don't know, a new whatever you wardrobe day, closet day, whatever it may be, right? So go clothes shopping? Sure. Okay. I don't know. But and spend thousands of dollars. Uh-huh. And yet if he goes out and buys, you know, a $20 shirt, $50 shirt, it's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you spent that much money." So it could be To be clear, I've never gone out and spent thousands of dollars. No, 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 I'm not saying you have. I'm just saying. I'm just just saying in your financial intimacy, that could be it. Yeah. And and vice versa. He could go out and go buy that $12,000 boat, Mm -hmm. right? But if she goes out and buys, you know, a paddleboard, he's like, I can't believe you spent $200. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. in your financial intimacy. It could be in your sexual intimacy pillar. There could be double standards mm-hmm. there. It could be in your emotional intimacy. So you can find and locate what pillar is the crack. Where is that mm-hmm. crack in locating yourself going, ah, okay, this is the pillar where we have some cracks. I think I just realized actually as I was looking at the responses because we asked you guys the follow-up question, where do you find double standards in your marriage? And I think I actually identified the conversation that you and I had that prompted this because one of the responses was responding to text messages or phone calls. And we had actually gotten a message from somebody that was a direct message that was talking about the fact that, that the spouse did not respond to a text message in, in a prompt manner. And there was some conversation about it. And so you and I were like, okay, well, what does that look like for us, right? What's, what, are the, what are the standards? What are those expectations that we have around this? And, mm. and for some of you, that, that's where you find the double standard. One spouse expects like a rapid, you know, uh, you got to respond to me right now. And the other one just kind of like waits. You know, their expectations are like, hey, get back to me when you can. Right. For some of you, it's in phone usage, right? Just in general, how much are you on your phone? When are you on your phone? What do you, you know, are you like on your phone and trying to have a conversation with me? It's interesting though. I'm just looking down this list real quick. We have the responding to text, phone usage, social media. My spouse can check my phone, but I can't check theirs. Very interestingly, like four of the, I don't know, I think we have 12 over here, um, have something to do with that mm-hmm. area. Um, which I think is a lot of our emotional intimacy in that area. Like how are we addressing these, th- this topic? And, and it, it has become such a focal point over the years. Um, it d- definitely in our marriage. Absolutely. You know, in the, in the 26 years uh, that we've been married, it, it's become that focal point. Others have said playing with the kids, cooking, cleaning. I, I, I would agree that, in the, in the mm-hmm. years, the earlier years of our marriage, when we were still trying to figure that out, I think there, 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 there is that double standard of, well, you're the stay at home mom, do all the cleaning and cooking. I'm, I'm, and this was our, this was this our, is our dynamic dynamic, yeah. dynamic is, well, I'm out, I'm out working. So I, I shouldn't have to do that. And, and over the years, I, I, I think we've learned to go, we both live in this house mm-hmm. for us anyways, and it's both of our responsibility. Some areas Elisa takes and other areas I take. And I don't know if those have ever been, really been spoken. It's just sort of happened. Mm-hmm. And, and we've developed to just a more of an awareness of what it takes to run our home. And I think that's just as a side note, I think when you are 
newly married, young married, and introducing kids, understanding what it takes to get through a day, a week, a month is a huge learning curve. Absolutely is. And so, side note, just have conversations about that. Mm-hmm. Um, other issues, you know, when it comes to this idea of double standard is transparency, right? Mm-hmm. Do you expect your spouse to be completely transparent with you while you are like, yeah, you know, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, double standards around friends. My spouse can have friends of the opposite sex, but I can't. Right? Mm. Getting into these places of saying, what are the standards? And and I'll say, you know, it's human nature to look outward first and to make decisions on other people's behaviors before we look at ourselves. Right. That that that's that's biblical. It's all about the speck in your, you know, you worry about the speck in the other person's eye when you got a plank in your own eye. Same kind of deal here mm-hmm. when it comes to these double standards. But when these double standards start to impact the marriage and when they become cyclical and when they these feelings start and emotions start to impact the two of you. It's time to do something, right? We can't allow these double standards to actually drive a wedge into the marriage. We need to be able to develop awareness and vision for what, what's happening and what we want to happen. And we're going to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back and we're talking about dealing with the double standards in your marriage. And I know, you know, Tony and I shared, you know, some that we've experienced. We shared a number of them that you all are experiencing. But but right now, I just want you to think, like, what does this look like for the two of you? Where have you experienced this? And, and here's something that that you need to know. And that is that your body will tell you when you feel like something's a double standard right? You'll, you'll say or think things like, why, why is it okay for my spouse, but not for me? He or she does that, whatever that is. What's the problem with me doing it? Or or, I've seen you do this. I should be able to do it too. Like you'll have those thoughts or you'll have a physiological reaction, whatever your body, however your body responds to what you think is unfair. Mm -hmm. If I can just dial it down. And when you think something is unfair, your body responds. Likely, if there's a double standard that you do not think is fair, your body is actually responding. And, and if we as married couples could get more in touch with what we were feeling or experiencing, then we would be in a place of going, oh, my body is doing something. 
right now. My body is in this place and it's telling me something. What do I do with that knowledge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, can I say one thing though yeah. too? Because it didn't come up and I know many of you are probably sitting here going, well, there's a double standard, standard around our sexual intimacy. Sure. You know, we experience and, and, that, and, and I just want to address that because that is one of our six pillars of intimacy. And can there be double standards in that area? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it could be. You know, the double standard for for many years in our own marriage was, it was Tony. You need to initiate. Like that is that is your thing. You initiate. I don't have to. Like I'm the one only has to be pursued. And that was a double standard that created bitterness and resentment in me because I also, and it came to a point, and we've shared this uh, in the show at some points and times, is I wanted to know that I was desired and pursued as, and be pursued as well, that that Elisa wanted to be with me sexually and to initiate. Mm-hmm. And so that was a double standard that we had to work through and and come into an agreement of what does it look like for both of us to do that. Is it perfect to this day? No. Do we still got to address it at times? Absolutely. And yet that's what extraordinary marriages do. Mm -hmm. We continue to be intentional and we continue to take action in areas and in in our pillars where we see cracks. Well, and just a a secondary one around that sexual intimacy is that, you know, I, my perception of our sexual intimacy was that if I ever did initiate, you should be ready to go because like I'm initiating. So you should always say yes, right? When I initiate. Flip side of that is the standard I held myself to was if Tony initiated, yeah, do I feel like it or don't I? Right? So so the expectation was that he should always say yes to me. But my standard was I actually have all the flexibility in the world to sometimes be like, and often be like, no, I don't want to. And so that you want to talk about creating some serious disconnect in a marriage, mm-hmm. have that as your double standard. Mm-hmm. It, it'll wreak havoc. But when you become aware of the double standard, it's time to actually, that's where you get empowered to take action, mm-hmm. right? That awareness is the, is the jumping off point, right? It's not like the awareness is the end. The awareness is the jumping off point. It's starting with, well, what's the vision that we have for the extraordinary marriage that we want? Because often a double standard doesn't line up with the vision, right? And that's why it feels, you feel the disconnect. Because if, you know, in our marriage, if our vision is that we have a strong sexual intimacy pillar, then the double standard of, well, I expect Tony to always say yes, but I've got the flexibility to say no, isn't in alignment with that pillar being strong and not having cracks in it, right? And so this is where you start to really become aware of, are we, are standards in alignment with our vision? Mm-hmm. And if you haven't picked up the six pillars of intimacy, the secret to an extraordinary marriage, it's our bestseller. Go get it because this will all make more sense to you as you begin to understand the framework and how you can put this into play in your marriage. You can get that at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. Mm-hmm. So once you, once you, your body is telling you, wow, this feels unfair and you're like, okay, wait a minute, this is not in alignment with the vision, then it, you have to get really specific about what's bothering you. Right. Don't just be like, oh, my body responded to something. And so, you know, get like know yourself. You hear us say this a lot on different episodes, but once you know yourself, it's so much easier to take action. What is actually bothering me about this scenario? And then taking that one step further and going, how do I communicate this to my spouse? I do want to say one one deal, though, there 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 is a step in between because you may be experiencing something and know right off the bat what it is. Mm -hmm. 
you may need to dial it down and get into knowing, okay, what is it? Or you may just need to take a step back. And is it just where you're at today? Mm. Are you just, are you just didn't sleep a hundred percent? And is it just a one-off thing or is this something that is perpetuating? Like, is it, is it happening all the time? Believe me, we'll all wake up mornings and just feel a little discombobulated, not a hundred percent ourselves. And our spouse can do something and we can react like, Oh my gosh, that was a double standard. I can't believe you did that. And yet, is it really that? So do pause That's a good point. and just go, is that really what's going on? Or am I just not a hundred percent where I feel I need to be today? So we also need to check ourselves a little bit because I think we could be pointing the fingers a little too much when it's not really a double standard. It's mm-hmm. just something that happened that day. And there is no need to bring up something that is a one-off deal. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I, I think sometimes we, we have to have, you know, one of the one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control, the yes. last one. And I think there are times that where you got to look at it and go, wait a minute, is, is, is he or she really trying to pull a double standard on me? Or, is it, or am I just in a place today and I'm just not fully there. Something's going on at work. Something's happened with the family. Something's happened with friends, whatever it may be. So just check yourself. Mm -hmm. And then if it is something that you're seeing happen, Hey, you're going out, you're coming back. Dishes aren't done. They should be done. Um, initiating sex, you know, it's done one way, not done the other way. There's this, it's starting to come up. Now we start moving into how am I going to share this with my spouse? Mm -hmm. And for some of you that might be on a walk and talk or, or a coffee break, or, you know, maybe you you think about, okay, you know, we need to do this in a coaching session. I need to, I mean, I have a lot of my coaching clients that this is where stuff comes up. It comes up in a coaching session where all of a sudden it's like, oh, but wait, this is a tug of war we've got going on in our marriage. And, Mm -hmm. and, and you're doing that in an environment where the two of you can actually start to work through what solutions can we come up with? Mm-hmm. right? It isn't just like, oh, I'm going to dump, this is a problem in our marriage and I'm dumping this on you as my spouse and you got to, you got to fix it. It's hold on. I mean, those of you that have read the six pillars of intimacy, you know that the six chapters that deal with each one of the pillars have a section in there called what can I do? And another section called what can we do? Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because the solutions that the two of you come up with together, you actually get to take you get to implement those, mm-hmm. right? It becomes something that the two of you can choose to do. Is it is it a gentle reminder about the behavior? Whatever the two of you define as a gentle reminder, not what you think is a gentle reminder, because I can promise you I've sat in enough coaching sessions where a spouse has thought, well, I was just giving a gentle reminder. And the other spouse will say to me, yeah, it kind of sounds like yelling and nagging and screaming. Okay, not gentle. Perception of gentle is a key part of that, mm. right? Is there a code word? I've had lots of couples over the years where if if there's a behavior that they want to modify or something like that, they'll actually call out a code word. So it's not like, hey, you're being a jerk. That is not a code word. That is inflammatory. But it might be, it might be just something like chocolate chip cookie, completely random. But they both understand that means that there's a disconnect happening or something feels unfair. And they know that they can pause then and evaluate the situation without being so attacking on their spouse. It's like, hey, something's off. Let's actually talk about it. Or, or do you need to actually say, what are, these, what are the expectations I have around initiating sex or finances or having conversations or whatever it might be where you feel like there is this double standard? And how do we actually talk through 
what our individual standards are so that we aren't holding our spouses to a more rigorous standard that maybe they aren't aware of or they actually aren't able to meet because it's so rigorous and it sets them up for failure instead of success. I mean, the, the reality is, is that a topic like this has probably stirred some things in each one of you. It stirred things in me. Great. I can't wait to have that conversation after. <laughs> but if it stirred something, that just means there's an opportunity for growth. Yeah, absolutely. In your marriage. That, that's, that's actually what it means. Anytime we get stirred, it, you look at that as not something like, oh, shoot, like we're miserable, we're falling apart. It's like, wait a minute, what is the opportunity for growth here? And if you find that when the two of you have these conversations, it actually leads to more conflict because sometimes you have a little bit more conflict before you actually get to the resolution. That is also healthy to be able to work through conflict, but you might need help navigating that. And if that's where you find yourself, then apply for coaching with me. Let's work through this together to get you guys to the other side of that so that those bad boys the ones I've been talking about this entire episode, resentment and bitterness, so they actually don't have a foothold in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because getting those guys out actually allows the two of you to create the extraordinary marriage you desire. Yeah. You, you got to start working through these. And sometimes, as Elisa said, that conflict, that conflict cycle just keeps happening over and over and you're stuck in it. And there are times when you need to just, you, you got to break that cycle. And so if that's you, as Elisa said, Apply for coaching. There's no obligation. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Learn all about it. S put in the application. Start. Mm -hmm. Break the cycles. If there are double standards that are coming up and they are tweaking you, then let's get, let's, let's get after them now because you don't have to live the rest of your marriage like that. So you guys, double standards. It, it's an interesting topic. It's one that, Alisa and I have, as we shared, have dealt with in the past. We will probably deal with them as we continue on this marriage journey. Almost 26 years in, we can still see things in our own marriage. And we, just like you, we look at what's going on and then we, we step in, we become intentional, and then we take action. And so that way we can have the extraordinary marriage we desire. And our hope and our desire is that you will do the same so that you can have your extraordinary marriage. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.